Welcome to Raising the Bar. I am Ashley Vargas, and I help lifters feel more confident adding weight to their barbell. Hello, lifters, and welcome to episode number 17 of Raising the Bar. Today, we are going to talk about meet day weigh-ins. And there is a little bit of variation from federation to federation as far as what is required during a weigh-in and when the weigh-ins are actually held. So for purposes of consistency in this conversation, we are going to be speaking to USPA. So USPA um, holds their weigh-ins the day before. Um, So there's really three main reasons why we do weigh-ins. The first one is to just check and make sure that you're going to be there. So if you do not make your check-in, if you're not physically there, you are not going to lift the next day. End of story. Um, Some meet directors may, you know, make an exception here or there. It's going to be very, very circumstantial. But for the most part, if you do not show up to your check-in, you are not going to lift. Um, The second main reason is to check your weight. So, um, Powerlifting is a weight-specific sport. Everything is determined by weight class. So we need to make sure that you are the way that the weight that you say you are. So when you register for the event for the powerlifting meet, you are going to classify yourself in a certain weight class. When you get to the check-ins, they're going to confirm that you are in fact in that weight class. Now, let's say that your prep did not go as planned and you did not drop the weight that you needed to get into the lower weight class that you registered for. That's completely okay. All they are going to do is just bump you up into the higher weight class. You're still going to be able to lift. It's all going to be fine. You're just going to be lifting in a different weight class than what you registered for. And then the third primary reason for the check-in is to check your gear. This is where a lot of lifters um, make some mistakes is with the gear check. So you need to bring every single piece of equipment and every single piece of gear that you are going to be lifting with. That way the refs can make sure that it is um, in accordance with the regulations for USPA and everything meets the specs. So not checking your equipment or not having everything with you um, is really just going to add an, one, an additional layer of stress for you on your meet day, which you absolutely don't need. <laughs> um, there's plenty of other stress that's involved with that. So let's, uh, you know, make sure that we're avoiding the things that we can control. Right. Um, so make sure that you have everything with you, everything, including your wrist wraps, your knee sleeves, your weight belt, your singlet, your t-shirt, you're wearing under your singlet, the underwear you're wearing under your singlet, um, deadlift socks, lifting shoes, literally every single piece of equipment that you are going to be using, make sure to have it with you. Now, on top of that, every federation, again, is going to be a little bit different, but USPA specifically, they update the regulations and the specs for their equipment on a yearly basis. So even if you are an experienced lifter and you've lifted with PA several times over, it is still crucial that you check the USPA website and make sure that the equipment that you have lifted with in the past is still on the approved list. So they go through and they update their brands annually, brands that they allow, um, brands that they are no longer allowing. So you just want to make sure that you do your due diligence and do your homework and make sure that everything that you are lifting with um, is still on that approved list. You also want to make sure that it meets the specifications. So with the weight belt, for example, 
there are there's a certain density that's allowed there's a certain thickness that's allowed and there's certain types of weight belts that are not approved um for example velcro belts are not allowed you have to have either a lever belt or a full-on buckle um with knee sleeves they are i'm sorry with singlets they have to be a single ply um t-shirts have to be cotton or polyester or some type of blend you can't have any type of spandex compression anything like that so it's just really important that you are looking at those things in advance and checking your equipment prior to that weigh-in to make sure that everything is going to meet those specifications Another thing that the refs are going to look for, and this typically happens when they're checking your gear and checking your equipment, they're going to ask to see your membership card. So every, with every federation, you have to buy a membership card. With USPA, their memberships are good for 365 days. So it's not a full calendar year. I'm pretty sure USAPL is a calendar year. So if you buy it, you know, December 25th, you're going to have to buy a new one January 1st. Um, so with USPA, it is a full 365 days. So little pro tip, whenever the date of your first meet is, or we'll say your first weigh-in, you should purchase your card the day before. That way you can fully maximize um, that full 365 days. There's no reason to purchase it, you know, two months in advance if you're not going to, if you have no need for it within that two months before your first meet of the year. So um, just to get the most bang for your buck, buy it right before. And they are going to be looking at two things. They're going to look to make sure that the name is correct and it matches you know, the name that you registered under. And they're also going to look at the expiration date to make sure that um, you're still within that 365 days. So again, does not matter when you purchase it, purchase it, purchase it as close as possible to the day of your very first meet. Depending on the flow of the weigh-in, the order in which I'm talking about these things may not be the order in which they occur at the weigh-in. Um, some meet directors, you know, set their, their weigh-in and their check-in process up a little bit differently, just depending on how many lifters are actually being checked in. So just know that it may not happen exactly in this order, but all of these things that I'm talking about are going to happen. So after they make sure that you are a USPA member and check your membership card, after they check your gear, after they weigh you in, you are then going to submit your opening attempts for all three of your lifts. Now, new lifters tend to forget about this, okay? And sometimes experienced lifters do too, but th this is geared more towards my uh, newer lifters here. So when you submit those attempts, and I've talked about picking your opening attempts um, a couple times now, but I think it's worth repeating because a lot of lifters make mistakes when it comes to their attempts. So. Um, you want to pick something that you can hit on any given training day, whether it's a good training day or a bad training day. You want to make sure it is a number that you are guaranteed to hit. The reason why you want to be a little bit more cautious with your opening attempts is because it is going to set the tone for the entire meet, especially on your squat. It's the very first time that you're hitting the platform. And if you miss your opening squat attempt, you are not set up for success for the rest of the meet. You're, you're going to be struggling. So you want to make sure that you are hitting a number that you're really confident in. So I typically recommend 92%. And that's going to vary from lifter to lifter, but that's a really good starting place is right around 92%. So you want to make sure that you're giving them that number and coming prepared with that number. The last thing that you want to do is try and figure all that out real quick when you're you know put on the spot. And then you submit the wrong number and then you put yourself in a really bad position come the next day when you go to squat. So also keep in mind, and again, this is geared more towards new lifters, but they 
record numbers in kilograms, not pounds. Okay. So make sure that the number you are giving them is in kilograms and not in pounds and make sure that you have looked at the conversion chart or you can do the math in your head and have done that math correctly to make sure that you're giving them the right number. So if you, and typically the refs will check to confirm and make sure. And usually if you give them a number in pounds, um, they'll question it and double check and just make sure. Um, but just know that they are recording those numbers in kilograms. So just to err on the side of caution, make sure that you have your opening attempts in kilograms. The final thing that's going to happen at your weigh-ins is they are going to be checking your rack height. Now, if you are lifting or training in a gym that is not a powerlifting specific gym or a strength specific gym, odds are you are not training on regulation equipment. And I always recommend that if you are going to be competing in a powerlifting meet, that you go to a powerlifting gym or a gym that has regulation equipment. That way you can familiarize yourself with it. So if you were in just like a regular commercial gym, odds are the bench press only has two um, rack heights. You have that real high one or you have the real short one um, there and there's nothing in between with regulation equipment. There are so many different, um, different heights that you could have your, your bench set up to and your squat rack set up to that. It feels perfect for you. Um, and they, they also check on your bench, for example, check to make sure that the safeties are up high enough that, you know, when you're in your arch position, it's not going to get in the way of the bar and it's not going to stop the bar. But as soon as you flatten out, they're going to make sure that it's not going to crush you, right? Or it's not going to hit your neck. So they make sure that that, that guard is there. Um, but they are going to check your rack heights. If you have lifted with this particular federation before, if you lifted with USPA before, they are using regulation equipment, meaning regardless of what meet you go to, the equipment is going to be the same. So the bars might vary. Some um, meet directors will use, you know, kabuki bars or, you know, deadlift specific bars or whatever, and some don't. But um, just keep in mind that the rigs are going to be the same. So if you have your, and I honestly, I recommend recording your rack heights, especially at your first one, record your rack heights to save you time in the check-in process because you don't have to go through and do the full setup every single time. If you know your rack heights, you can just give that to them. You don't need to go through that process. The final thing I'm going to touch on today as it relates to weigh-ins is whether this is your very first weigh-in at your very first powerlifting meet or this is your 25th weigh-in, you need to make sure that you are reading every single piece of communication that is coming from the meet director. So the meet direct, some meet directors require appointments for their weigh-ins. Some don't. Um, every single meet is going to be a little bit different, but regardless of how experienced you are, it is so important to read all of that communication. There might be a little detail that you weren't expecting or a little detail that that particular meet director requires that you haven't experienced in the past. You always want to make sure that you are overprepared for all of these situations. And step number one is going to be reading the updated rules and regulations and reading all of the communication that is coming from your meet director. You want this process to be as smooth, easy, and stress-free as possible. And the way to ensure that that's going to happen is to make sure that you as a lifter are prepared. I really hope that you found value in today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with your fellow lifters. And today I'm actually offering something very special. So I am offering a free lift review. With a lift review, I am going to break down a lift of your choice 
highlight the inefficiencies and any technical issues, and also pinpoint the weak points in that lift, and then provide you with three drills that you can take back into the gym to improve on those particular areas. So if you want to be in the running for a free lift review, I'm going to give one away. Here's what you need to do. You need to leave a review on this podcast. You need to screenshot that review and then send it to me on Instagram. I'm going to leave my Instagram handle in the notes of this podcast. And then I will talk to you all next Wednesday on episode number 18.